Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Thrilled to welcome you to another episode of Zach's Speakeasy, where you can step behind the bookcase, hear some inside stories, and all about drinks of choice. Now, your host, Zach Hilton. Welcome to a brand new episode of Zach's Speakeasy. I am your host, Zachary Hilton. And today we have a very exciting guest because I've worked with him on Killer Reunion Bro. He uh, developed the soundtrack. He's not the first musician on the show, but he is a musician that can play all the instruments. And I've seen the room, so I know it's true. I have Billy Varela. Thank you so much. That was that was big. No, 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 no. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for. Uh... Coming to my house. You know, it's <laughs> lovely a, studio. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good drive. It was it was a okay. I'm glad it's on the weekend because if this was like PM traffic time in this area, uh, yeah. forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. But Billy, how you doing, brother? I'm great, man. I'm great. Um, I had I told you before. I had kind of had some nerves about this. I've done interviews before, and uh-huh. I always I always get uh, real shaky with it. Uh, I was telling my fiance, I'm like, man, you have to almost. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's as a musician, or you have to. You, you, you you're like playing yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. hard to like just kind of be yourself. You're selling relax. yourself. Yeah. Because so. I mean, ultimately, because you are a musician that has work out there. Like, if people wanted to, right now, if people want to check out your album, where would they go? Uh, anywhere. Uh, Spotify. Uh. uh Amazons, the yeah, iTunes, and yeah, stuff like that. Okay, and we will definitely put a link for that in this episode description. That'd be great. Um, but like I've heard your stuff, like I said, on Killer Reunion, bro. I think it was Birchfield, Matt Birchfield. He set it up for you to come on and work on it. How did you get involved with Matt? So initially, um, a Buddy of mine and I did a couple scores for the, um, what is it, the 48-hour film The 48-hour film fest, yeah. Fest. yeah. Buddy, shout out Matt Reitzel. Yeah, I think Matt I do, Matt. Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did a couple of those, and it was it was funny because we never met anyone that we were... Uh, working I, with? I never met anyone that we were uh, working with. Right. It was, it was uh, an interesting thing, and if you know, of course, how it works... You don't know uh, the vibe right. going into it. You don't know exactly. So we would have to put together all these bits of music depending on, you know, like all, all these different kind of uh, sounds. Right. And, and just cross our fingers and hope something And hope it fit. works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's how uh, I linked up with Matt. And mm-hmm. uh, he... Yeah, did Killer Reed. And I, I didn't meet any of y'all. We... we Completely, all of the communication was via email, and yep. I think I talked to you on the phone a few times. During yeah, the I think process. we did a couple of phone calls. We dropboxed stuff to each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I don't think we officially met until that premiere at Matt's house. Yes, that's when I met everyone. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I met Matt. I, I, yeah. I oh, really? Him. You yeah. didn't even know Matt from no, then either. No. Wow. Just, it was the same thing. We talked over the phone through email, things like that. So right. Yeah. When I, it, it was uh, interesting. 
uh, being introduced to everyone. Oh, okay. Now I get to <laughs> now I know the guy. Right, right, right. So I'm just not a jerk on a TV for a while. <laughs> you put music on, <laughs> right? So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was super. I, I had never done anything um, on that level mm-hmm. as far as a score. I remember when um, you guys sent me the information I needed, and it was like second by second what you wanted for the film and I was like oh my god I, right, <laughs> right. Is, like the oh they is, want this they need this yeah, throughout the film I gotcha. really I felt like I bit off more than I could chew but I was like you know what man I'm just gonna I'm gonna fake it <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play the part of a professional musician here and just see what I can do and it 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 worked out it really well. It came out, man. I'm telling you, like from the get when the opening, and it's one of my favorite, is when uh, my character's just joking with the guy, what could go wrong? And then all of a sudden you get that, yeah. like the amount of sounds and how it like came out well, like it was a horror movie. You made a horror movie score because I remember us just talking, being like, hey, we want something carpentery, like we just want something, and like you came at it immediately. And I remember videos of you just going instrument to instrument, just doing crazy sounds. You have that keyboard that's like a synth, like it was wild to look at. Yeah, I was telling you that thing saved my life. That the, the uh, Korg Mini vocoder that was that was like the go-to for right. the score. It was uh, couldn't have done it without it. Right, honestly, all those those cool, you know throwback 80s vibes yeah it's, just, it's great for that but uh yeah man i'm a, a, a growing up i was a huge horror fan mm-hmm. uh, loved horror films really especially oh yeah in the 80s i mean huh. in Perfect fact time. i um so you know a lot of kids are into comics and things like that i was into like fangoria magazine and yeah you know, yeah, yeah all yeah. about it until um i started and this is, I'm telling you, this is like elementary school. I started uh, drawing some pretty gnarly images, like at school, like people with yeah. their heads cut off. And right, just, right, right. Just because right. I, I was fascinated by it. I wasn't, right. I wasn't like a little mini sociopath or anything. I just right. thought it was neat. You you phrased it perfectly of just like, it's your comics. Like, yeah. It was, like, it, it, it was your Batman. Like, that vampire or whatever is your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. it, it the gore and like the silliness of it and the music and the there was always boobs so that was cool <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean plus. I was a kid yeah. I just I loved it right and then uh, my mom got a phone call from the school like Ooh. you know we need to talk kind of thing so <laughs> I was uh, banned from watching horror films for a little while but uh, yeah did you have a favorite growing up oh, I loved all the the all of it I mean. The Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, the uh, the like Toxic hits. Avenger, like the, those nice. those the were trauma films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those were <laughs> yeah. real crazy to me. And then uh, what was I, I, all of it? Uh, the Puppet Master, those those. Yeah, that one always scene. freaked me out. Chucky never bothered me, but for some reason, that one little doll with the hat with the hook. From yeah, Puppet yeah, Master? Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the one that really got me as a kid, uh, Magic, I think it was called, with the, the the dummy. Okay. I don't think I've seen this one. One of the scariest uh, 
things I've ever seen in my life is it's a it's a guy he's a ventriloquist right right and it's a dummy who comes alive and he's like talking to him and all this weird shit but there's right. this part where um, he's I can't it's been so long since I've seen it but there's this part where he looks under the crack you know under yeah. a door yeah and the dummy is right there Just looking right there back looking at, at him. Yeah, oh, that's that, that killed me. That's wild. That reminds me of um, a movie called Dead Silence. Have you ever seen that? I don't think okay. I've seen that. So check this out since you, you know, it's a dummy kind of movie. Um, it's directed by James Wan, who did the Conjuring films and Insidious. Okay. So he's a more recent director. He directed Aquaman. <laughs> um, but uh, it is... A departure? Yeah, a little departure. Uh, but it is definitely a creepy-ass movie, if you want to check it. Something okay, out. I, um, I jumped the gun. I just realized this. We didn't talk about our drink of choice, which is okay, because oh. we're going to go back to the past anyways. Um, my drink of choice is from Goose Island. It is called Tropical Bear Hug. I picked it up at Wawa. I like this drink. It, it's a juicy IPA. And like we talked before, juicy IPAs. This is Imperial as well. They're just so good. I don't know what it is, especially during the summertime. Uh, it's a great drink, but uh, the can is gorgeous. It has a beautiful bear on it with shining pink sunglasses and a blue can. It so, is a cool can. Right? I like the colors. Yeah, I like fun stuff. Like, mm -hmm. give me fun if you want me to buy your product. So, I do enjoy this one. What are you drinking? Uh, I picked up uh, New Realm. New Realm. It's called Haze Dipper. It's, mm -hmm. it's a juicy IPA. Um only 5.3. Not bad. It easy. It's Sunday. I got to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it's, it's fun, really, right? it's tasty, man. I, I like you, um, especially in the summertime. I love hey, uh, juicy IPAs. Right. I find them very refreshing and right. delicious. And this one's, yeah, this one's, I've, I've never had it before. It's really good. And you know what? That brewery is down the street. Have you ever been to it? I have uh, a couple different times. Yeah, it's it, and they have a great uh, burger too. Oh, really? Actually, the beer's it, good and the burger's good. It's really funny because when that brewery first opened, well, if, originally it was Green Flash. That's right. And yep. then Green Flash left and they took over. And when I went there originally during its um, opening year, we'll say, it was not the restaurant it became. And then I think one time I went back and I was like, okay, I'm going to go sit. And they were like, well, are you eating food? It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I want your beer. And they're like, yeah. well, you can only sit at these tables for that. If you want just beer, go outside or go to this. I'm like, that's a little off-putting, but I'm here for the beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the burger is good. The burger's good. Okay. Hey, you know what trips me out, man? Mm. Uh, I'm not super comfortable with uh, at at that brewery. A lot of kids. A lot of kids Lots. running around uh, playing games that they mm. provide for them, and I'm just not comfortable with it. I, I, you know, I've, I'm a little bit of a foul mouth, and uh, when I'm drinking beers, I want to be able to express myself. And <laughs> I think that's kind of the warning with the territory, honestly. Because, like, I, I'm, I have kids, so I'll go to a brewery. I mean, he'll be locked into his iPad Right. He's hey, not paying attention. I love kids. I love kids. I just man, it's it's a lot. It I, is I swear. so, but that like, brewery is definitely a lot. A lot of kids, man. I'm yeah. telling you, it's like uh, that's it's fifty percent of the people there are, are little children. Is it, it like is it weird growing like older now being able to go to breweries? Because I mean, when I was twenty one, 
these things weren't popping out like every week. Of course, yeah. But it does feel kind of different, like that bar atmosphere that would never have a kid. It was always like, oh man, there's a kid in this bar. Why? And now we're just brewery hopping with like, we're making sure Daniel's taking care of us. <laughs> right, right, right. Put the leash on me, kid. <laughs> right. You guys have license yet or what? <laughs> Start driving me, bro. But is it weird, like the kind of atmosphere change? It is. It, it is and it isn't because, so my dad, he's a, he's a big pool player. When we were kids... We had a bar right around the corner, so we, we kind of grew up in the bar. And right. We'd go and shoot pool with him. We'd drink our cherry cokes, and he would drink <laughs> beer, you know. And right. From time to time, we'd get to drive the uh, '62 Chevy home, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was right around the block. So. Right. Hey, and you're ten. You're five. That's fifteen in my book. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, wow. So yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if people were looking at us like that. Damn, like bringing them, you know, like what are you doing? But it does feel that way. I do, I get where you're coming from at brewery standpoints because some breweries, and I think like New Realm does that, where it's it is family friendly. Where I go to one in Williamsburg called Virginia Beer Company, and they have a sign right out front that's like keep your kid in check. That you let them be at your table, no running around. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, like they're very, and we respect that, and I understand that, but there is this, like, it does feel like a sense there are some people out there that's just like, okay, go play the cornhole, yeah, do your yeah. little thing, and we're going to go do our adult stuff. They run around like little maniacs over there. Yeah. Damn, that's, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> New if you want to go <laughs> fight a kid, go to New Realm. <laughs> Sponsor of the show, New Realm. <laughs> but so let's let's go to the past. Let's let's go back in the day because you are a musician. You have you have developed many different op, like objects you can play. How does that come about? How do you get into music? I mean, when you said you were drawing earlier, was it actually good drawings? Like, are you also an artist? Um. Uh, I, I definitely went through a big drawing phase yeah. when I was young. I was never great, but yeah. Uh, I've always really been into art, and I've been lucky enough to um, have a lot of people in my life that fostered that. Same thing with music. I had an older sister, which was cool. Mm -hmm. I got into really great underground music, like, way before I probably should have been wow. listening to it. You know what I mean? With, yeah. At a super young age because her, you know, my older sister, her boyfriends and stuff would give her these really cool mixtapes and mm -hmm. I would go steal them. And, you know, wow. Yeah, so I, I was really fortunate in that way. Um, so, but yet, um, picked up my first guitar. I got my first guitar when I was 10 for Christmas mm -hmm. and that, it was just the whole rock star thing. I grew up watching... Headbangers Ball and stuff like that. Right, I love right. metal music, so guitar was the obvious choice. Right. You know, I mean, it's out. the besides vocals, I think guitar is the front and center of any band. Yeah, yeah, and that was always uh, I was always into that idea, like the the it's, especially as a kid, like the posturing and like right. being the you know what I mean? <laughs> just like, imagining a little bit like, so <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah. I was, yeah, I was, before I could really play the guitar, I spent a whole lot of time just jumping around with it, and, you know what I mean, trying to look cool. You were Bill and Ted. That's what you were. Pretty much, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, but eventually I actually was like, okay, I should probably figure out how to play this thing. You know? Right. So, um, yeah, just uh, I never had any lessons or anything like that. Wow. It is frustrating how many people tell me they never get lessons. They just learn it. They don't know how to read music. Oh, i.e., I'm over here in orchestra in fifth grade reading music and I sound like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can barely do Ode of Joy. Right. So, like, that doesn't make you want to make your ears pop. Right, and you're over right. here, oh, you know, I just learned it. It's, it well, yeah, I would, you know, this was, uh, you know, years ago. That I, I would pop in a tape and if it was a song I loved, I would just play it over and over and figure out the riff, you know, wow. and just, you know, uh, and that's how I just kind of figured out the, the theory of it. Right. Um, I wish I would have gotten lessons because mm-hmm. I would be way better by now. Do you think it would be that different though? Yeah, like totally. You, I, you would yeah. just be. Yeah. Because the, uh, it's, so the first chords, like actual chords, I learned. I mm-hmm. thought that I I made those up. Oh so, no! Oh <laughs> yeah, no! That's not. A good thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, yeah, I, yeah. I think I do think it's better to to get some kind of uh, 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 education. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and you're very limited. Like me, I've I've made this style and I've made it my own with with guitar and uh, mostly guitar. Um, but it's limiting because I didn't learn all the theory. And so Mm -hmm. I just bang on the guitar and that's my, make a sound. That's my sound, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so when you learn stuff, do you eventually get to like a band? Like, do you find other people that you want to play with? Oh yeah. Yeah. When I, uh, in Colorado, I grew up in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, I was about 14, 13 or 14 years old when I, you know, found a bunch of uh, like-minded kids, found a drummer and another guitar player, a couple right. of buddies, and we would make just terrible noise in a garage, <laughs> you know, like really bad punk rock stuff. You right. Know? And uh, started out that way and then ended up playing music with uh, a girl. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the band Five Iron Frenzy? Yes, I have. Yeah, so Jeff Ortega, the girl that plays sax, yeah. She was like my girlfriend when I was a little kid. No yeah. Yeah. way! Yeah. yeah, and we played, uh, we had a little punk rock band together in Colorado called Arson the Arson. That is phenomenal! Yeah. Really? So, yeah. Um, I just, I listened to a podcast recently that she was on and she had, she mentioned Arson the Arson and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get us out there, girl. <laughs> And it was cool. It was, wow. it was fun stuff. It was just like really, you know, all power chord, you know, kind of punk rock stuff. Right. You know, and right. we would play like coffee houses and like our, uh, we played a, a cookout one time. Oh, you know, really? Yeah. That's like bitching. our parents cookout out in the country somewhere. Okay, that's kind that of bitching. type of thing. But, wow. Uh, yep. Yeah, and then I moved out here and that was, uh, yeah. Played. You moved out here by choice or was this a parent? Uh, parents divorced. Gotcha. Dad, uh, mom was originally from Virginia. So oh, wow. she came out here to be with her family. I came with her. Right. And, you know, that wow. And you've been Colorado. here the whole time. Stayed here, yeah. And, wow. Uh, 
you know, I was like an angsty teen. I was like, Ugh, I hate Virginia. Now I love it. You know? Right, but, right. But uh, I never explored all of the great offerings of this beautiful state. And now I'm like, like I love it here. Later on, you appreciate what's around. And I get that. I mean, like, anybody ripped away from what they know and being told a new thing, that's always... The new is always the undiscovered country nobody wants. Yeah, well, yeah, and uh, you know, like I said, I was a teenager, so I was I was an asshole. So nothing oh, 1, was, percent. you know, yeah. <laughs> could have made me happy if, if uh, you know, yeah, didn't matter. I was just angry about everything, as we are as as kids, so. as those kids. But um, so when you were here, really quickly, actually, at that time, at that time frame in life. What kind of music were you listening to? Like, what bands? Oh, man. Um, so, Mr. Bungle has been, like, a, that's always, always been heavy always rotation since I'm 12 years old. Right. I always got into really crazy avant-garde kind of stuff. Wow. Uh, genre mixing you know, yeah. bands. I was always really into that. Um, I was really into, like, industrial and punk rock and stuff when I when I moved out here um yeah just weird shit I always I always uh got into that's where you slow the towards yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome not much has changed <laughs> <laughs> I still tend to uh yeah tend to go, go go to the weird stuff um yeah and like I said my my sister's boyfriends and stuff they got me into some some pretty some wild weird shit, shit at a very young age and it just you know this thing went off in my head I'm like holy cow well I think when I was a kid like you know I would rummage through my mom's CD collection because I was getting into music no one ever gave me I think the only person that ever gave me something I'm like oh yeah I'll check this out and I loved it because again I'm an angry teen as well mm-hmm. was DMX Okay. So I just like DMX was my guy, especially for my anger time. But like going through my mom's stuff, I found Queen. Oh, and cool. and yeah. like I loved Queen growing up. So the fact that like when I'm 14, it's Queen and DMX, we're talking eclectic here. That's great, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And those are totally different worlds, but Queen's one of those bands where you listen to it and you're like, there is so much outside of, of the yeah. mainstream that, I mean, not that they weren't mainstream, but right. there's there's really, it's just limitless what can be done with music. When you mm-hmm. hear something like that and it, it just, it blows your mind and you're like, oh my God, it doesn't have to be just four, four, you know, love songs and whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's really, yeah. there's really, uh, there's, there's just so much art. There's so much uh, stuff being so said. much exploring yeah. that can that can happen in music, and that's that's right. Great. That's great when when that you know when you discover that and you're like, holy shit, yeah, this is a like, big world. <laughs> and, and like throughout your years, the, the song can change because you do pick up on things. Oh, sure. Like when I'm a kid. I'm hearing, uh, fuck, I can't even think right now. But like, Jaws was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars, and I'm like. Oh, yeah, I get that because fuck Star Wars. But then, like, it really is more about mainstream, like, fuck paying money and shit like that. But from that point, when you're here, do you find a group of people to get back into music? Do you find a different band? Who else are you dating 
He's <laughs> members of bands that we know. <laughs> you know, actually, it's funny that you mention it. Um, I, uh, when I was, what was I, 16, or I think I was around 17 years old, I started dating a girl, shout out Jenny Vasquez. Okay. Um, Butterfly Vasquez. She played with a band called Seed Is. Seed Is? I don't know that one. Just really great, like, R&B, hip-hop kind of stuff. Really? really good stuff. She was a br- and still is a brilliant singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and her and I did a little acoustic kind of project. Um, we played like Kogan's Instant Art back in the day. We were underage and we would play these shows at Kogan's. And oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Wow. It was such a cool scene. There were so many cool. We would do the open mics there, and it was just this great. Um, <sighs> It was just all of these really uh, different styles of musicians, and they would all come together, and we would play these open mics and, you know, drink beer and have a great time. And then they, I don't know if I should say this, but oh, at the end of the night, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. Yeah, 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 why not? They would shut it down at the end of the night, uh-huh. and all of these musicians, we would all hang out after hours yeah. and get on stage and have these crazy jam sessions just jamming and out. like smoke and drink and right. just have a great time. So that was... That was really cool. That's the most like what I would imagine like being in that like realm doing like just, oh, you're from this band. You're from this band. Let's fuck off. Let's do it. Oh yeah. We're just going yeah. to play. Yeah. And it was, it was great. It was wow. great. It was such a, it was just a, a neat amalgamation of different artists. And yeah. Everyone. It was just so fun. There was no like uh, pretentious kind of, uh, I don't know. There was a, it was it was just about fun and right. making fun sounds like right. No one a, had an ego. No one thought they were better. Nobody yeah. wanted to. I'm not going to do this unless if we record it and put it on my mixtape. Right, and it wasn't like you know. No one was going for some like niche marketed kind of music. It was it was just what happened happened, and you know right. what what was being expressed during the session. That's what it was right 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 right. and they actually had um the bartenders and stuff they had like because we were underage Mm -hmm. they would feed us beer and stuff but uh, we had like an escape route out the back just in case you know like something came in or something right so it was really wow that's pretty wicked yeah um you you've talked about the guitar but i went in that room and as i know through soundtracks that you've done for my film um you play a lot of things like i saw bongos i saw drums i see like the thing that would like you do it all <laughs> thing, yeah, yeah. like i don't even know what that thing is <laughs> well i'm pretty sure the official title Ask Beethoven. Um, But, like, you learned all this without being taught, and now you just, you make your own albums for it. Like, how did that come about? What was the first time that you were like, I'm doing this shit on my own? Uh, It was mostly uh, lots of band members that I worked with over the years telling me, you should probably do your own shit, (laughs) because you're... Hard to work with sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> a buddy of mine, Tony Connors. Shout out Tony Connors. He's he's great. He's a uh, really great friend of mine. Uh, mm. He's uh, he plays in a band around. He's he's played in 
tons of bands, a lot, a lot of metal bands and mm-hmm. grindcore bands and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. he plays in a band called Ancient Torture Techniques. They kick ass. But him and I played music together for years, and he was kind of one of the first ones that was like, "You should do your own thing. You should, you should, right? Record your own record, play the instruments. You know, do, wow, do you? Because." Uh, you just have like a wild idea or something, or is it more so like I don't want to do that? No, I think it was, uh, you know, uh, when 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 you have like a vision for something. Not mm-hmm. to sound like a dick, but you have a vision, and really, you're the only person that that can express make it, it happen. Yeah, and and trying to get someone else to to feel what you're feeling about it and and uh make it happen it's it's hard because everybody you know has their own style and Mm -hmm. everybody has their own ideas of what something should sound like so it's uh yeah it it was kind of like all right i need to go buy the recording gear Mm -hmm. get some more instruments and and just you know see what comes out because i had all these ideas and it's just it's yeah it's tough to it's tough to make people bend to exactly what you what want. you want to get done it's very selfish <laughs> I think it, it, it could be called selfish but like even through my own eyes of what I've done entertainment wise like you know I, I wrote I'd give something to Matt and he would come back with notes and I'm either going to take it as like fuck you because that's why or I have to be like no I think I think he's right on this and like Matt I I been to Matt because Matt's worked in it. I have no fucking like idea what I'm doing. So like when he gives a note, I'm taking it. But I feel like with you and music, it's a different kind of thing. You are making what's going in your brain and you can put it out there. And especially in your world, like I'm writing something. I need other people to get it done because they are camera workers. There are some... If you know how to fucking play an instrument, put it on there, baby. And I feel like that's what you can do, and you did. Well, it was a crash course, too. I had never recorded anything in my... Mm-hmm. Well, I, I had recorded in studios with engineers. Right. And they do all the work. I right. just bang on a guitar and shout into a mic and, you know, I, right. get, I get to go home. You sing, too? I sing, too. <laughs> I do. I, do. I, I try to. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, I, like I said, I went and just bought all the gear, and it was me and YouTube t- tutorials. And, oh, you know, Lord, Like, yeah. I had to figure out this whole... I record on a, a DAW called Reaper. Oh, I remember Reaper. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. It, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it was a lot of trial and error, and... Um, yeah. But, uh, but I'm so happy with, uh, you know, learning and... Continuing to learn and and hopefully putting out better and better music. You know? How many albums have you done? Like just you solo, just the ones. Okay, uh, so you... Snowbird Mediocrity was my first release. Okay, that came out what a couple years ago. Okay, um, and I'm currently working on the follow up. Um, you know, it's going great. Is it? <laughs> because that look. <laughs> it's a, so it's, um, you know, when you're a painter, you have to know when to put the brushes down. Right. You got to know when it's, when something's finished. Right. And I tend to really get in my head 
mm-hmm. and mix something over and over. And it's, it's, I, I, I sit on these songs for so long. It takes me years to put something out because right. I'm just never, I'm, you know, a perfectionist. Like, like most people, I'm my own worst critic. So, right. I it, get it. I it, get it. It takes forever. But, um, wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's going well. I've got about three more tracks that I have to finish and hopefully sometime this year I'll, I'll have that out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm was, holding you to uh, it. <laughs> a friend of mine that I've, I've worked with, uh, Local reggae legend, uh, Sleepy Wonder, shout mm-hmm. out Sleepy Wonder, he actually offered to potentially do a little feature, a little vocal feature on it, oh, so that wow. could... Uh, That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't be that bad of a guy if all these people are like, yeah, I want to do something with Uh, you. I mean, I'm I'm super, I was so flattered when he uh, offered. I actually sent him a text. I was like, hey, I hope the Hope that's still (laughs) I got to think of it. Yeah, he's great. Check him out. Uh, Oh, that's fun. If you're into the the reggae music. Right, uh, right. Yeah, and uh, I think on this record, I'm probably going to have uh, maybe a little more collaboration with other musicians mm-hmm. uh, just to mix it up a little bit. Right. But uh, yeah, this, it's, it's very, uh, there, this record, there's huge arrangements, like mm-hmm. really big songs, uh, mm-hmm. which is, is a little different than the first one. Um, it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, my next want, and I hope this is real, like, could you perform this live? So I have. Okay. And because it's <laughs> it's really hard to find a cello player and mm-hmm. a xylophone player mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, yeah. a hand percussionist and a drummer. So what I've Fucking banjo. Dude, it's not <laughs> I'm telling you. I've so seen it all. I can't go and just hire a bunch of musicians to play my stuff. I'm, I'm not, I don't have those connections really. Right. You know, and I'm not established enough uh, in the community to where I can just reach out and... Hey, come do this. Yeah. Right. So what I've done is I played a show uh, right before COVID. Uh, it was Free Fest, Mr. Dave Allison put it on. It was really cool. It was at Charlie's before that shut down. Okay. But um, what I did is I called a couple of friends and I had an idea about uh, almost like a choir because I didn't want it just to be me playing guitar to a backing track and that's it. Like, I'm all nerves yeah. anyway, so yeah. I need other people to hide behind. You know? <laughs> so. But, uh, He's yeah. the most secreted front man you've ever seen. <laughs> so I, yeah, my buddy uh, Jordan, uh, he's he's collaborated with me. He did my album cover actually, um, but he he did uh, some backing. Yeah, so I had I had a couple people on um, the first show, and they just did like harmonies and backup vocals and stuff, which right. gave, it a, gave it a really cool vibe. It wasn't just a guy with a guitar playing to a right. track, so that right. was cool. And then I played another show and put more people on, so I had three backup singers, or th- one, two, three, three or four actually, and a buddy of mine playing guitar, and then... Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just try to yeah, yeah. So it's like a, a, a I I like the idea of having like a choir as opposed right. to you know the headache of trying to find a bunch of uh, 
people to play these instruments and it went great it was really cool and really fun to do what do you think like once you have this out you'll be interested in doing that again oh yeah i love is as much as it uh, like i'm so anxiety ridden when i have a show coming up and i just i i am like I used to puke before shows. I used mm. to get so nervous. Once I'm on stage and doing it, I'm I'm fine. Right. But oh my god, it's it's really. I get those nerves because yeah. wrestling was the same oh damn god, way. I'm because sure. like yeah. we like the way wrestling works, at least in some companies. Uh, I mean, whatever. Like you, you go to the back. You figure out who you're working with. You guys come up with. You could either have your entire match planned out. Or it could be an old gun, like an 80s guy, who's like, we're going to do this at the beginning, we're going to do this in the middle, and we're going mm-hmm. to do this at the end, and everything else is just free play. And those are the, like, working with that kind of attitude, which I loved, but the nervousness of mm-hmm. about to go out in front of people not knowing more than four things to do <laughs> is right. kind of fucking wild. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can imagine. It oh, is. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's so many other things you got to worry about, too, uh, with wrestling. Oh, Jesus. well, I mean, it's it's just pain. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to worry about injury and, oh, my gosh, and the, the you know, the fans turning on you, which I, I guess I'm I can. i with that. I, Turn on me. That's, that's something that I do worry about, is mm-hmm. which will never happen. I can't imagine a bunch of people would be like, boo. Right. <laughs> I think I the mean? only, I think, honestly, if, if you come to see somebody, you're not there to do that. I think the only entertainment field that I've ever seen that come across is a comedy club. Oh, sure, right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. because most of those people don't come for whoever's about to come out. You got your free funny bone tickets. Right, right, right. And, like, you can turn on somebody in a heartbeat because for some reason you think you can be funny. Uh, it's like, exactly, it, it's a yeah. person thinking they can be funny against a funny person. Exactly. And that's ridiculous. No one's going to come against you because you could be like, hey, come put on this guitar and do it. Uh, in my head, though. Yeah, they are coming out just to <laughs> oh, shit really? on me. Yeah, but no, that's and that's how I am before it, no, it but happens. But no. no, you know, it always goes great, and I'm always like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. It was so much fun. You know, I always, you know, typically I get great feedback. You know, right. so uh, yeah, it's all in my head, dude. I I just it happens with it, but, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I do want to. I'll be playing some shows. I'm sure. Um, that's fantastic. With the solo stuff. I play in a band right now called The Warm Hug, which is kind of uh And I got the tropical hug. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. How's that go? Like what kind of music do you guys play on that one? It's it's cool. So it's um it's the way that they describe it is uh weird folk playing weird folk. So oh, it's, wow. it's kind of uh, the singer does all the songwriting, mm-hmm. um, Aaron. So uh, all original work. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's she's an amazing uh, songwriter, but mm-hmm. um, she plays mandolin and sings. I play guitar and some backup vocals, mm-hmm. and we have a drummer and a bass player, and um, it's really fun. Just like folky, punky rock and roll, weird stuff. Wow. You know. So that's, and it's cool, like not having any pressure to 
Right. Because you're coming in to be like, hey, I'll play your thing. Yes. yes. Wow. It's nice. So it's does nice. it sound like Straylight Run? Like what? Straylight Run? You know who Straylight Run is? No. Okay. No. So John Nolan from Taking Back Sunday. Okay. You know that guy? I'm or that band? I'm familiar with that. He mind. left that band at one point and started his whole thing. And it's a folky, like, rock song. It lasted maybe five years. They okay. did only, like, one or one album, two albums, and, like, an EP. But, like, it was very folky rock. It reminds me of that. Okay. Um, but that sounds fun. So, you guys, and you guys go out live? We've played, yeah, so we've never played in Virginia. We played a show in Durham, North Carolina, which was, uh, it was an art opening. Okay. We played that, which was interesting, because the people thought that we were going to play just like background music while people were looking at the But you guys were... And we were like, no, 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 we're going to do a set. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing our songs. So we kind of... uh, we did kind of the background. We just jammed and did some real uh, spacey, vibey stuff at right. first. And then right. eventually we were like, all right, we're going to play our songs now. Oh, that's and we did. And it was really fun. Um, and then we played a nudist festival. Shut the fuck door. Yeah, in, uh, in New York. Uh, it's called Sentient Fest. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Did you have to perform nude? You didn't have to, but we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. Damn. It was great. It was. It was (laughs) liberating. It was so cool, man. Uh, You know, you're playing for nothing but naked people. Yeah. And every everyone was dancing and yeah. You don't want to. Not be naked for that. <laughs> you know? You're the one standing out. And it's like yeah. it's, it was. It was so cool, man. It's up near uh, Ithaca, New York. So yeah. it's like up in the. It's like out in the woods and really cool experience, dude. Wow. It was. It was, <laughs> it was really fun. That guy really likes us playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm into yeah. it. Dude, wow, yeah. that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is a fantastic place to stop we can talk more about Ithaca in our next episode uh before we leave this one plug your album one more time uh and where they can find you on social media uh the name's billy varela the billy varela music on Bandcamp, which that's a great place to buy it because i actually see some money from that no that's the good place that's the good place no, you can stream it on, like I said, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Amazon, iTunes, Apple, Apple right. all of your, you know, wow. favorite streaming services. I got a, a YouTube. Follow me on YouTube. I got a couple of videos, a couple of live performances on there. Oh wow, uh, cool! So you can see the the choir in action. I want to see the choir. Yeah, that's so. what I'm about. Oh yeah. man, and hey. You see him. He's a good-looking man. So you know that nudist thing was really (laughs) happening. (laughs) Uh, Billy, thank you for coming on to the speaking. Thanks for having me, man. This is great. We'll see you next week for Drinking Games, where we find more about Ithaca. All right, everybody, cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. And please remember to always drink responsibly.